are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus said, I will send you, is the title of this devotion. Again, Jesus said, I will send you, is the title of this devotion. It is interesting when you begin to get this in your heart. Who is saying it? Who is sending you? In 1978, I would think it would have been November of that year. I was just barely 18 years old. In October of that year, 16th of October, 1978, I became 18. And I had been invited to share my testimony of what Jesus had done for me in, for a youth group in the city of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. I lived in the Netherlands in those days. And I went over there and I had prayed and prayed and prayed and I'd read my Bible and prayed and I was nervous. I was not used to speaking. I had come out of the world only months before and, uh, and I was nervous, really nervous. And, uh, and I used to be pretty wild character. So anyway, I came there and these youth were sitting in a circle and the door was right here and they're sitting in a circle like this and I'm standing here. And I, I thought, well, I'll just start. I should have just started with my testimony, but I was not very thoughtful. And I, I thought, I'll, I'll read the scripture. And then when I read the scripture, oh my goodness, I didn't know what to say. Seriously, I didn't know what to say. I had no idea what to say. I completely froze and panicked, so to speak, as in... I don't know what to do. And some of them I could see were noticing what was happening and, and to try to hide what I was really feeling. I said, let me just read that again. And I read it again and again. I am about as stuck as can be. And some of them were praying. Some of them were giggling and notching each other, these young people, and they're all waiting. And I tell you the truth, I had this it's, I now know what it is. My flesh, my mere barren human nature was screaming, run out of that door, get in the car and drive off. But there was a stillness in my heart. Listen closely. There was a stillness in my heart. It was the presence of the Lord waiting to see what I would do when I didn't know what to do. Waiting to see what I would do when I didn't know what to do. And when that screaming was at the highest pitch as it could be trying to move me, in my heart, I said, no, Lord, no, Lord, you will help me. And the Holy Spirit enabled me. And I opened my mouth and the Father empowered me to speak by his Spirit. And the Holy Ghost came on all these young people and we had a heavenly time. And I knew it was the Lord. I knew it was the Lord. God had spoken to me from Psalm 109 verse 27 just months before and said, I will do it and all will know that I have done it. Psalm 109 verse 27. 
And oh my, I was so overwhelmed with gratitude on my way home because I just experienced the power of God unto salvation. I had just experienced the anointing of the Holy One in me. I've just experienced God enabling me and empowering me. Oh, I was overwhelmed. So I'm driving home, worshiping, singing. I was listening to a cassette tape by Andre Crouch singing about the blood that Jesus shed for us way back on Calvary. The blood never loses its power. Oh, and I'm singing it and weeping with gratitude. And I have a vision and heaven opens. And I see myself walking into heaven and heaven, the light of heaven was like wind. It was alive. And I, I, I looked to my left, to my right, and I saw multitudes of people not going, standing in the darkness, watching me go. And I cried. I said, no, Jesus, no, Jesus. I don't want to go to heaven alone. And that was it. That was him Jesus calling me into his service. I straightway went to see my father. It was about one o'clock in the morning by the time I got back home. My father was working in the office. I went into his office and I was weeping. I said, Pa, Pa, I've got to preach. I've got to preach. I've got to tell people about Jesus. I have to, I have to tell them about Jesus. I can't go to heaven alone. Jesus is the only way to go to heaven, Father. Dad, Dad, I've got to tell them. I've got to tell them. I don't know what to do. Two months later, I was in Bible school and my life began in the service of God. You see, there is a definite calling. There's a definite calling. The Apostle Paul, he says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15, it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb to call me by his grace so that he might reveal his son in me so that I might preach him. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, God, who is faithful, has called us into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. God, who is faithful, has called us into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. There is without question a calling, and we have it all. It's not possible to be a born-again Christian, a spiritually alive Christian, and not have the calling. It is God himself who's called you into fellowship with Jesus. Jesus says in John 6, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Even as it is written, they that have heard and all of them shall be taught by God and they that have heard and learned from my Father will come to me. Jesus understood that nobody could have him unless it is the Heavenly Father himself working this. So I plead with you today, hear the Lord calling you to send you. Jesus said, I send you. I send you. Who sent me? It's the Lord himself who sent me. Oh, how I have experienced this so many times. This is why Virginia and I still, after 34 years, live right here in Folkestone, because the Lord sent us here, and we know it. I remember going to Brazil in 1983, and I was there to prepare a crusade for Jesus. And when nothing worked, and the head of the ministry there, Pastor Carlos Pintos, felt to call it off, my heart I fell out of my chest and I looked at him with tears and I said, I know I'm young and inexperienced, but I can't go anywhere because Jesus sent me. 
and I have to do what he's given me to do. I don't have anything else. For me, there is no other life. And Jesus showed up that night and opened the door. And, and, and within one moment, the crusade was prepared. And we had the stadium, we had the billboards, we had the radio to advertise the crusade. Everything came into place within a moment. And I want to encourage you. God wants you to wake up and realize how awesome it is to be sent by Jesus. Jesus said, I send you. That's the title of this devotion. And here in Luke chapter 10, verse 2, Jesus said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. I send you. It is one thing, folks, to be sent by the president or the queen or by the prime minister or by some important individual. And I would have great respect for that and great honor for people that are sent to represent the authority of the nation. But to be sent by Jesus himself, what greater power. And I have seen the Lord open the way for those sent by him when the way seemed absolutely impossible. It was impossible for Moses to bring Israel out of Egypt. It was impossible for Moses to bring them through the Red Sea. But he said, God sent me. And he who sent him was he who was with him, enabling and empowering him. And I know that the Lord is here with you, enabling you and empowering you. I want to take you to one of my dear psalms, psalms that I love dearly, is Psalm 118. This is the psalm of David. It is a powerfully prophetic psalm. It is a messianic psalm. I love this about how the Spirit worked through David. David would start worshiping, singing and praying, and oh, he would just worship, sing and pray, and then the Spirit of Christ would just manifest on him and begin to give him utterance concerning the things that God had hidden from the wise and prudent but began to reveal about the coming of his Son, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And here in Psalm 118, we can see how that anointing begins to manifest. And that is one of the great identifications of those that are sent. If you're sent by somebody, you bear the spirit of the person who sent you. You bear the authority, you bear the name, you bear the image, the personality of the person who sent you. When Jesus said, I send you, you bear his spirit, his power, his authority, his anointing. And I want you to see what that's like and how it comes on us. Oh, I, I, let, me, let me just give you a couple of more examples, at least this one. I was, I was sent by the Lord to go minister in Texas a long time ago. But this church that I was going to for, for some reason, just, just the day before I had to cancel. And so I already had my ticket, so I was coming to that town. So I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what am I to do? And this businessman came to my mind. 
And I called him up. His name is Galen. I said, hey, Galen, it's Pastor Robert Marsbach. I happen to be learning in your town and I have the evening. And then tomorrow morning I fly out again. Do you have any time this evening for some fellowship? Oh, yes, I'll come and pick you up and you could stay with us and meet me and my wife, Nikki. And so I went to their farm, to their ranch, had a good time with them. And I got up in the morning like I always do for prayer. And as I'm praying, oh, hallelujah, I feel the power of Jesus bubbling up in me. That spirit of Christ giving me understanding, giving me knowing of his heart and mind. And I said, Lord, why? Why am I here? Why am I here? And I'm praying and praying and praying. And this spirit comes all over me. And I knew, okay. Jesus wants to do something. I didn't know what he wanted to do, but he wanted to do something. All I needed to know is he wants to do something. I don't need to know what he wants to do, just that he wants to do something. So in make the story short, I met with Galen and Nikki just before I went to the airport. And he's sitting there and she's sitting here. And as I sat down, I said, wow, Nikki, Jesus looks at you right now and he says to you, how lovely are your feet? And the moment I said these words that Jesus gave me, the Holy Spirit came upon them both and they both are weeping and weeping. I said, do you mind if I just pray for your feet? I had no natural knowledge of what was going on. I put my hands on her feet. I thank you, Jesus, for loving these feet and for healing and blessing them. And Jesus did a big miracle and healed her feet on the spot. Me not knowing that that very day she was going to go to the hospital to have surgery on her feet because the bones were coming through the bottom of her feet and she couldn't bear to walk anymore because of all the pain she'd suffered for years. And Jesus healed her on the spot. Jesus said, I send you. It's who sends you. That makes the difference. Now, come on, believe it. You are. Jesus is saying to you, I send you. Come on, believe it. Believe it today. This is a word of the Lord for you. Jesus is saying to you, I send you. Believe it right now. I know Jesus sent me to Virginia to represent him. I know Jesus sent me to my children and grandchildren and to their spouses. I know Jesus sent me to Folkestone and into all these precious people. I know Jesus and I could go on and on and on and on. Believe it. Jesus said, I sent you. Take it to heart. How do I see it come up in me, Pastor, when I don't experience it all the time? Follow me in this scripture. Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Verse 4. Let those who fear the Lord now say, his mercy endures forever. Do what the scripture says and you'll see it manifest. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord set, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, oh, the Lord is, the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Come on, it's better to trust in the Lord. Verse 13, you talking about the enemy, you pushed me violently that I might fall. 
but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tent of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. What is the gate of the Lord? Praise. You begin to worship the Lord, and it's the opening into his holy of holies. I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected here, it becomes prophetic has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Say it with me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You see, this is the power of being sent. You're coming in the name of the Lord. Now believe it with all your heart. Believe it today. When you look at those around you in your own home, in your own workplace, people that you meet, believe it. Believe it. You're coming in the name of the Lord. They're going to be blessed by the Lord through you. They're going to be touched by the Lord through you. You know, we had, we have this dear lady in our church. Her name is Hillary. She's a precious soul. And she has a sister that she's been believing for, for years and years and years and years. But that sister doesn't want to know. Finally, she was able to persuade her sister on the Wednesday night to just come and listen to me speaking. And her sister came. Now she texted me and she said, Pastor Robert, my sister's coming. Could you please come and greet her at the end of the meeting? I said, I'll be there. So I'd seen her. And the end of the meeting, I walked up and I greeted her and we just had a sweet little chit-chat like you can have with anybody. And then as I was about to go, I said, well, nice meeting you as I put up my hand to shake her hand. And she took my hand and as she took my hand, I said, do you know, do you mind? I'll just say a short little prayer for you. And I prayed for her, the simplest little bitty prayer that came to my heart and Jesus touched her. Jesus touched her. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. She had to go back to Australia, but she contacted her sister and she said, now I know Jesus is real and I can't wait to come again. You see, friends, there is no door too strong to keep Jesus out. There's no barrier, no wall. There's nothing too forceful that could keep Jesus out. He has all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth. And at his name, every knee must bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. And you are his representative. And Jesus said, I send you. Now come, go in the name of the Lord and be that blessing in his name. Amen. Have a good day.